I have two questions for you. Who do you want to be? And what makes you happy? I had a conversation with someone recently, and it was horrible. But it was also an opportunity. You see, I have always found myself in conversations where people either assert their plans for my life or reprimand me for not being where they think I should be. I know I cannot be the only one that has been put in this hot seat time and time again. In this conversation, I was drilled, and not just with your average question either, but on things that you have to stop and think about. I mean, people will ask you questions that they couldn't answer for themselves. What is your idea of success? How long before you think you'll see some success in what you're doing? What do the next 20 years look like? And the dreaded question, what is it that you do anyway? Is that even a job? How do you make money? I mean, the, the list goes on and on and on. And I wanted to say, Your Honor, the defendant is badgering the witness. <laughs> but I spoke up for myself, for my happiness, and I knew that I must because I was, in essence, asked to participate in my own shaming for not being their version of me. So, note to self, preserve those boundaries, Teddy. Happiness gets swept under the rug a lot. And for me, a lot of the time, I did the sweeping. But surely, happiness is good, and it's important to explore who we are within that idea. Like me, do you feel that a person's quest for happiness has become synonymous with selfishness? I know I've personally ruled out my own happiness on a subconscious level. And perhaps I did that because of its appeal to holiness, growing up in a faith-based surrounding. Perhaps I've been at odds with happiness because I learned to be a yes man early on in life. But I'm learning that if I refuse my own happiness... I am leaving my life to the wolves. But I'm learning. Because y'all, backseat drivers will destroy you and your sense of direction. A friend of mine, um, what's up Liz? Recently introduced me to a term I hadn't yet learned. Introjection. Introjection is defined as the unconscious adoption of the ideas or attitudes of others. <laughs> Man, I knew there was a lot of work to do the moment she defined it. You see, I have allowed people to take me so far down the path of introjection that it, it kept me distracted of what I wanted for my life. And if this sounds very similar to a few of my previous podcasts, then you're right. In many ways, these are founding sentiments and reasons for the Brave People podcast. Transcending old ideas and pathologies that have kept us fearful of moving forward. I want to stop being general for a moment and give you some more background information I'm the 10th of my parents' 10 children, and I love togetherness. 
I love for people to be happy. I'm a peacemaker and sometimes to my detriment. So there's that. I also have a gifted family. Everybody is creative, a songbird, musicians, you know, writers, poets, designers, chefs, architects, mechanics, problem solvers, anything and everything that is creative, that is us. And that said, I developed the ability early on in life to take what I have in my hands and make something of it. Match that with my agreeable personality, throw in some exploitation from over the years, and factor me being in a constant state of recovery from what I now know as narc abuse and a bunch of other stuff probably, and you've got yourself a big mess. I've been very quick to take on more than I was willing to for as long as I can remember because... I thought it was the right thing to do. I was young, and I hadn't even had the time to grow with my own mind before so much was required of me. I think this is partly why I was so indecisive. I sought direction from everyone and reported to everyone. I consulted with everyone and sought approval from everyone. It was a hot-ass mess. <laughs> I mean, I couldn't even pick out a bag of chips in the grocery store without it feeling like a life-altering decision. A hot-ass mess. Kids, a hot-ass mess. <laughs> so I have a little story I want to share. To preface this, by now you all know that I was a little church boy. I grew up in the church. Anyway, when I was young, I was actually being trained to or groomed to be a, a preacher. A lot of young people were, a lot of young people that were my age, we were all being groomed to be the quote-unquote next generation of preachers. My grandma was a preacher. My parents were ministers. But the titles didn't really resonate with me. And I remember this one time, I was in a little church play about a church. And guess who I played? You guessed it. I played the role of the pastor. There was one part where I was supposed to freestyle a sermon. A whole sermon, y'all. And everybody was encouraging it. And they were talking about like, oh, you're a natural. It's time to stop running. And I was like, nuh-uh. And I can remember ministers sitting in on the rehearsal and when it was time for me to freestyle this sermon, everybody jumped on my back about what I was saying. Apparently, I had different ideas. <laughs> Needless to say, it was a rude awakening. It was my first glimpse of how it would be if I kept down this path. So I weaseled my way out of that whole preacher thing and... I dove headfirst into other creative stuff, but because I still wasn't able to stand firm and prioritize what I was wanting without feeling bad for hurting other people's feelings, I kept right on being a yes man. Oh, Teddy can do it. You know, he's gifted. 
Now, if they only knew how much I cringed when I heard that. And people were happy with the output over the years, be that in my community, my college, circles of friendship, the church, you name it. But it was like I wasn't even present. I was always being courted to do things that didn't really appeal to me. But by this point, I thought that this was how life went. People have told me what to do my whole life. (laughs) What's sad is, and I hope this makes sense, I wasn't even who I was when I conceded. I couldn't even connect with myself in a genuine way And the people around me still wanted what they wanted. That showed me that people were okay with me being a robot. A machine. Just just put out what we need. Put out what we want. You got it. You're capable. And yeah, I was capable. You know, like I said, put anything in my hands and I would make something of it. But inside I knew I wasn't a robot. I wasn't just some machine. And that's when I started really thinking about the flaws, man, like in society, in our communities, in the way we, the way we treat each other, the way we, we inform our children of how they are to move through the world. So back to this conversation with my friend in the coffee shop, Liz, she reminded me that I'm one of those people who knows but can't always communicate what I mean. And when I tell you that was it, I was like, that's it. That is it. I can't always say it. And I know I'm not crazy. Many of us have spent a great deal of time trying to explain to people who we are when that conflicts with who they feel we'd be better off as Then we're put in the hot seat. And then all these questions and all these overwhelming demands. But if you know anything about the Enneagram tests, which I don't. (laughs) But I did take the test. And you know, if you're someone like me, a two, four, a nine, then you know it's hard to make stuff make sense for people. And introjection then becomes a merciless place of uh, of reckoning and it's been that way for me for quite some time i can't always explain it i don't know maybe maybe we should all think about the questions that we ask people you know we walk up to people mindlessly these days and just start rambling off these questions Hey, how you doing? So what are you up to these days? So what do you do? What What is your, you know, and we start all these questions and it's so pressurized and it's just, and we don't know these people's Enneagram numbers. <laughs> I mean, gosh, you don't know what kind of play mental space that person is going to go into. And if it's you that that's always getting the questions directed at you. I know. And that's why I'm doing this whole episode. This is for every artist who can't describe it. This is for every kid who's 
natural gifts and abilities are being manipulated for the happiness of others. This is for people who think this is just the way life is. Well, I'm here to tell you, babe, it's not. <laughs> life is more. You make sense. Keep going. Be free of people. And I know that's way easier said than done, but it's worth examining. Be brave and prioritize your happiness. Be brave and start saying what you want. Develop a new relationship with the word happiness. I'm still developing my relationship with the word happiness. Happiness does matter. You want to see your kids happy, don't you? You want to see the people around you happy and thriving, don't you? Don't put yourself in a box and don't put others in a box. With all these weird ideologies about happiness and all these hang-ups, you, you make people wake up with these hang-ups on, on things like happiness, something that should be more natural. So I want to close out this episode of the Brave People Podcast with some words from a friend of mine who used to be my barber, but now we're good friends. Uh, Chad. I know I'm shouting out a lot of people in this episode, but me and Chad go back a few years when he first started cutting my hair. He got me right, and then I started growing my hair looking crazy. So, yeah, there's that. <laughs> but Chad and his wife, Ashley, they are an awesome couple, an awesome team. They're raising some amazing daughters. But a while back, I, I wasn't feeling so good in my head or in my heart. And I knew I knew that there must be a better way to live life. And there were some things missing, some some words, some some ideas, some there was a lot of things missing. And Chad texts me. He says, Good luck in every path you roam. Took me a while to navigate through a few storms. Still have a few rainy days, but I'm happy. Wherever you find happiness, it's where you're meant to be. And I don't know if he knows this, but I needed that so much in that moment. So much. And from that moment on, I seriously started factoring in my happiness. I mean, it took a minute to, to get on its feet for that idea to kind of start doing its thing inside of me, but I'm rocking with it now. Chad, if you're listening to this, I just wanted to know that those words you text that day brought so much wealth into my life, and I appreciate you, and, and I appreciate all of you brave people that are out there listening. Please check me out, teddythebrave.com. My social media, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, I'm Teddy the Brave. Also, check out my blog posts. I like to write, and I want to hear what you have to say. And you can also find a link to my merch on my website, or you can go directly to bonfire.com slash the-brave-people-store. And there you'll find 
a collection of shirts and hoodies and all sorts of things that you're going to need for this cold weather. I genuinely appreciate you for, for rocking with me, for subscribing, and for sharing this podcast. Big love to all you brave people out there listening. And until next time, peace.